Speaking of confusion. I am confusion. And confusion say, he who stand on toilet is high on pot. <laughs> so I just want to yell, hey! <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I like how and, natural the conversation was rolling, and then we start the uh-huh. episode, and it was like, it's who are you people? I don't know. Well, I can go Where back to I? forcing my head up Nikita Lyon's ass if you want. I mean, that's I'm fine with that. What a way to go. And uh, speaking of that ass, by the eternal, <laughs> behold, <laughs> it's the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And Nikita Lyons will not be the subject of this show, but I assure you we'll be talking about her at great length at some point. Ooh. Teaser. (laughs) Can our new opening... I would if I can. Our new opening be that video I sent you that was that little girl that's just like, what's up, motherfuckers? I'd be fine with that. I love videos of, of children just cursing. It's so cute. It's so adorable. Wow. We're not going to scrub your Pornhub history. Uh, I don't use Pornhub. <laughs> oh, I see. Legal says I can't say that. What are you doing here, step bro? <laughs> I'm looking at OnlyFans. Yeah, exactly. The cultured so are, way. Is that a coffee or is that an alcoholic beverage you're drinking, Courtney? This or is it is both? coffee because I'm very afraid that I'm not going to be able to make it through this episode because I'm so tired. Ooh, what happened? I got my second booster shot, and it's it's kicking my ass. It's great. Okay. But I believe in science, so here we are. Yeah. Look at you. I didn't know that we could get the second booster. You can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, I didn't even get the first one, so I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah, this is my fourth Moderna shot. For a second, okay. I thought you were going to say that was your fourth booster. I was like, whoa, you're gaming the system here. Did you hear there was a guy somewhere in India? In Europe, it was, was in it? India. He had 12 oh. booster shots, and they finally like made sure to catch his face so he couldn't get more. Oh, I was so, going to say, he just wanted the combo pack. <laughs> so that one is – I've heard about that one, but there's another guy who is in Europe who is getting – he got 90 vaccines and kept getting new cards so he could sell the cards online with the actual serial number for the vaccines. And honestly, I think that's really great proof that the vaccines are perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah, he isn't dead yet. So but I like that he was selling the cards as like, here you go. I don't know. I don't really care. I'll just keep going and getting shots. Okay, well, how insensitive am I going to be on this show? <laughs> Remember, I can always censor it later if you need to. Okay, well, women aren't the only ones who can exploit their body for profit, Courtney. I'm sorry. <laughs> Contrary to what you might think. Do you not believe in male sex workers, Shane? I don't. They're a myth. <laughs> They're not part of your religion. No one's offered to pay me, so I, as far as I'm concerned, that's I'm just, the, pr- that's the only blanket proof I sweep. Need. Yeah. If that was a thing, someone would have asked me by now. I guarantee it. Oh, that's well. So speaking funny. of implausible shit surrounding uh, my sex life, Michael, what are we talking about this evening? Well. I- Actually, we can. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually explain first off what we're talking about. Oh God! About, and then, here we no, go. No, 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 Are we gonna no, no, just yeah. cock tease again? Well, I I have to do the intro. I I've just wanted That's, to at least get yeah, you know yeah, a sous Yeah, the topic is 
the back rooms, which is a creepy pasta, and okay. then expand into a topic called liminal spaces. Well, look at you. Yeah. And for the uh, listeners who may not have a single bloody clue as to what we're not talking about, uh, what we typically do on this show is we delve into random esoteric topics in the course of explaining them to one another. We lie about them. It is delightful for everyone involved every time without fail. But we do not allow you, the listener, to leave disinformed. No way, Jose. We have a little denouement at the end of the episode where we explain what we lied about, and so you can play the home game appropriately. But uh, for these ignoramuses, uh, we all just stumble slack-jawed out of here having no clue what's going on. Okay, so there are four <laughs> lies. <laughs> I couldn't think. I got too excited about presenting. Honestly, I've spent I've spent over a month preparing this topic because, like, it's just a very fascinating thing to me. And For a second, I-, I had John queuing in my head, going like, "Is he presenting to me?" <laughs> I am that excited right now. You did ruffle your plumage. I saw it. It's on the top of your head. So it's- uh, it was uncontrollable earlier today. Um, so, like I said, there are four lies. Uh, I wrote an intro, so like kind of a story-based thing, um, mm. because I actually have been enjoying whether or not you guys enjoy it, whether or not the audience enjoys it. I've been enjoying writing these little story intros. Uh, so, <laughs> but are you going to sing it, though? No, it's not oh. an intro theme. Sorry, I'm not. Just because I started doing the uh, lyrics to uh, As Told by Ginger's opening credits on the chat earlier today. Uh, all you 90s kids, which I realize I'm like the only person in that yeah, age bracket. Yeah, it's like, uh, Quab, please be with me. So we descend into this marinara-soaked madness that you've decided to force me into. Uh, okay, anyway. Parmesan be praised, ramen. Uh, okay. I, uh, Courtney, when were you born? 95. Yeah, congratulations, asshole. <laughs> do, you, do you know the, did you know the show? As told by Ginger on Nickelodeon. Hey, hey, Michael, did you know that I was raised in a cult? <laughs> it, it, exactly. So that my my reference passed. Yeah. Now I know how yeah. you. I now now I know how it feels to be on the other side. <laughs> it's all greetings s- from the other side. I mean, I did say the grass was always greener on the other side because that was okay. the line from the. Anyway, listen, hey. Keep your ginger minge to yourself, okay? I'm not prepared for this nonsense tonight. Just tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Okay. This might be a hard scenario to start out with, given our healthcare system and all. Uh, But let's pretend you have a general practitioner, and you are going for a yearly checkup. You enter the waiting room, and after checking in, you take a seat in the corner against a wall. It's quite crowded, so you settle in for a long wait. As you get comfortable, you lean your head back to rest on the wall only something is wrong you feel your head go back further than expected you reach back and you don't feel the wall behind you just empty space you sit up and turn around and see the wall right there almost taunting you to rest your head on it you decide to go all in cards on the table and rock back in your chair determined to recline against that damn wall i don't Okay, I don't know about you, Shane, but when I'm upset against something, I take it as a personal challenge, okay? So if that wall isn't letting me recline against it, you best believe I'm going to take it as a, as a sign of aggression. Michael, I mean, I do have... you know about consent? <laughs> Not for walls. <laughs> oh, wow. Not for walls. 
<laughs> so you've got the little John approach then, just from the window to them. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, skeet, 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 skeet. Yes, uh, indeed. Okay, paint that well, wall. I have muscles in both my neck and shoulders that sustain my head quite reasonably, so I don't need to, you know, lean back. To quote oh. another lean hot hip hop track, yeah. lean back. Um, well, let's say for this case that if, okay, you, if I you, had no neck, you don't. <laughs> well, you do. It's just very weak. That's why you're well, at you're the general practitioner. You're an infant now, actually. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bunch of pencil neck geeks. <laughs> it's like it's like baby legs, but instead of baby legs, it's baby neck. So you're you're just standing around holding your neck up, as opposed to baby dick man hands. <laughs> Former yes. president of the United States. <laughs> yes. God Emperor Baby Hands. Uh, let's see here. You keep leaning and leaning further and further back until your vision goes dark, since your eyes have phased through the wall. Surprise, you lose your concentration and balance and fall backwards, plunging all the way into the wall with your eyes closed. You land on your back. As your head strikes the ground, you discover that it isn't the same tile as the doctor's office, but instead soft somewhat moist carpet caressing the back of your head oh this is where mrs lovett makes me into a fucking pie mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you slowly open your eyes taking in the giant fluorescent lights all over the ceiling you yes my how big your lights are <laughs> you start to hear the familiar hum those giant lights make and realize that's the only sound you hear Looking, ah! <laughs> and then you hear hey! Mrs. Lovett. Hey! <laughs> Actually, that would have been better. I should have done that. Anyway, um, looking towards your feet, it looks like you just came out of a wall. Your chair is gone, instead replaced by the wall that you're trying to sit on. That's when you notice that everything is mono-yellow, a yellow that you associate with buildings from the 70s. You finally Man, you're really assuming a lot about my stream of consciousness with this scenario, <laughs> well, Michael. When do you think seventies, like do you think like kind of the mustard yellow, like yellow submarine, like that no. kind of Oh well uh, not at all. When I'm I think seventies, I think John Travolta's hairy asshole. That is oddly specific, <laughs> so I'm sorry I can't cater to your own personal <laughs> semi recollections of the seventies. Welcome back, Kata. <laughs> uh, you finally stand up and see that you are standing in what appears to be an old office space, sans any sort of furniture. I a was com- told that if they were going to relocate my desk one more time, that I was going <laughs> to set the building on fire and have this place condemned. <laughs> a completely barren room. Uh, sorry, I never saw office space, which I am oh, presuming that... fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Though I really should. I've been told many times I need to. A completely barren room connected on all sides to what appears to be more barren rooms of the same color. The same buzzing coming from those rooms as well. Dusting yourself off, you decide to look around and explore your new surroundings. As you move from one identical room to the next, you get a feeling like this is not a small space. Occasionally the doorways line up and you can see down what appears to be dozens of identical rooms in one direction. At the far end of one of these near-infinite directions, you thought you saw a black blur moving from one side of the hall to the other, but you're not too sure. You wander. That's where I wanted to add in that, yeah. Uh, You wander for several hours, walking in a straight line, or what you presume is a straight line, 
as for all intents and purposes, it looks like you haven't left the first room at all. You, you've you looked back on occasion and keep seeing that black blur far, far away. You definitely have the feeling that you are not alone, but you don't want to announce your presence, so to speak, by going, Hey! <laughs> uh, eventually, you make a startling discovery about three hours into your exploration. It's a door. You open the door, revealing stairs that lead downwards. You hesitate, though. Maybe going down isn't a good idea. I've never agreed with that. <laughs> Especially if it's Nikita Lyons. In uh, hell. And that's when you hear a roar a fair distance behind you. From ah! Nik- <laughs> You look towards that direction, you see the black blur, and it's growing, approaching at you. Uh, at breakneck speeds. Listen, can we at least be respectful and say African-American blur, please? <laughs> I thought that the first time he said it, and I was like, I can't say that. Shane will say it. I'll just wait. <laughs> yep. Patience. It is a virtue. It, it will make more sense once I, I, I show you guys a video, okay? I'm trying to replicate a certain video. <sighs> that is an excellent superhero name, though. I am the Black Blur. <laughs> Is that like the Flash? <laughs> it's, it's it's the Alternate. Marvel knockoff because they copy each other and stuff like that. It's the reverse reverse Flash. <laughs> it's, it's the Bizarro Flash that went to the negative dimension. It's the four way uh, Flash. There you go. Marty Gras? Uh, the roundabout Flash. <laughs> four way Flash. That's a technique we haven't seen in decades. Um, uh, you could get it from Nikita Lyons though. <laughs> <laughs> Deciding between the two options, you dart down the stairs, slamming the door behind you, shrouding sh- <laughs> yourself in total darkness. You blindly make your way down the stairs, uh, smacking your outstretched hands on the... Uh, God. I'm just getting so excited about this story. You just blindly... Just my hands like I'm a, a hillbilly, you know, singing you're, a praise music. You're doing echolocation. So you can oh, see how I far see. away things are. That would no. be my ass cheeks clapping, though, friend. <laughs> you can hear it. <laughs> Keeps learning the guards. It's twerking all the way down the stairs. <laughs> Both hands on the wall. That's the only... Wait, you go down the stairs... You go downstairs any, like a different way? That's how I go down all stairs. That's how I go down. Ooh. <laughs> I'm basically like a slinky. I just keep <laughs> flipping my way off my ass. Uh, <laughs> I'll never be lost in any cavern because I'm dummy thick. <laughs> uh, you smack your outstretched hands on another door. You've met. You you've gotten through the the downward stairs. Whatever. Okay. You open the door, hoping somehow to be back in reality. Whoops! There goes reality. But alas. <laughs> We were doing song lyrics before I couldn't help we myself. We were, except it would be, oops, there goes gravity. Ugh, but, whatever. You know, you, you, yeah, you're right. Just like myself, I <laughs> fail at everything. There goes um, gravity. Knows. Yeah. But alas, it is almost the same as the above floor. You have the mono yellow, the hum, and everything. However, aside from the rooms, uh, there is another thing in that. It's <laughs> another black blur. <laughs> and... Uh, it's not so much a blur anymore. It grabs your face and everything turns black. Uh, you have found and were killed in the back rooms. 
So that was kind of my attempt at an introduction into what the back rooms were, uh, trying to give the audience a sort of uh, description as to what they are without doing a simple definition. I thought it was what happened when my boyfriend got me drunk enough. The back rooms. Indeed. Uh, so a quick history, and it, it's a very quick one. I always love finding parallels between past and current episodes, and this one is no different. The Backrooms originally started on 4chan, the Eden of bizarre <laughs> creepypastas and conspiracies, which I actually did not know that it originated uh, on 4chan. This is something that I found just doing I this see, research. I see, and that's yes. why it's bullshit. No, it is true. <laughs> it was actually found on 4chan. It was okay. bizarre, yes. Uh, in... April 2018 on 4chan's political image board, uh, this is, that was where it was first seen. Uh, it was claim, it was a picture claiming to show the underground rooms of the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria where shady (gasps) business deals involving children, uh, that were conducted by Hillary Clinton. We had a whole episode on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was a picture of that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is where we got our first picture of the back rooms, which I will actually show you right now. And for you listeners, you can take a short walk. So I will show a picture (laughs) and you guys can describe it. It's not a very good picture, which is why I have another thing to, uh, describe it with we will also include this in the show notes oh yeah in the show notes it will follow along mm -hmm. i've even labeled them so that you guys will know so he's a professional okay so this was the original post this you can kind of (laughs) see it's that yellow i know it's just any office building without furniture Yes, I know. Or it's a Craigslist apartment listing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if if that was on Craigslist, I definitely would not go, because that's where I would lose at least one kidney, if not both. Um, But yes, that was on the um, political board, claiming that that was uh, a secret picture of the underground rooms in the Ping Pong Pizzeria where they had Pizzagate. So, um, Is that that really the name of the pizza place? Yes. I I double-checked to make sure. Yeah, it was... uh, uh, Comet Ping Pong, because gotcha. I knew it wasn't some simple name. It had uh, I I remember in my re- in my research for the PizzaGate series because I have to call them a series um, that it was some bizarre name. It wasn't just like you know pizzeria or some right. Italian name or so, sauce now. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. But and it was, as was indicated in that picture, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sauce N A O. Um. So you feel like in my description, in my introduction, that the what I how I described it was quite a little apt, a little yeah. little okay, cool. Whew, I feel better. Um, we didn't it's like see a that closed down Walgreens with barren shelves. <laughs> that comes later. You can um, find one off of Mill and Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Those well, two that's where they're in parallel. You can't do that. <laughs> Well, that, uh, that's not abandoned. That's where the uh, nearby high school students have their fight clubs. Yeah, uh, that's true. To, to work off their aggression. We don't um, talk about those. I'm not part of it, so I can talk about it. <laughs> You're next. Yeah. You determine your own level of involvement. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. I only know the first rule, not the second. Uh, anyway, we didn't see that picture. <laughs> we didn't see the picture for a whole nother year. Uh, when in May 2019, a thread was started on the paranormal image board asking users to post pictures of disquieting images that just feel off. 
Uh, the same picture that I just showed you guys uh, was posted there, and another user responded with a narrative. Um, if you're not careful and you no-clip out of reality in the wrong areas, you'll end up in the back rooms, where it's nothing but the stink of old moist carpet, the madness of mono yellow, the endless background noise of fluorescent lights at maximum hum buzz, and approximately 600 million square miles of randomly segmented empty rooms to be trapped in. God save you if you hear something wandering around nearby, because it sure as hell heard you. Bah humbuzz. <laughs> so that was kind of the progenitor of the idea of the backrooms. And from there, it spread to Reddit, TikTok, Twitter, what have you, uh, before catapulting to popularity with a YouTube video that I actually mentioned in the uh, Analog Horror series uh, episode. Um, but I didn't show it to you guys. Uh, it is uh, called the Backrooms Found Footage by Kane Pixels. And with your guys' permission, I would like to show you it right now. Intriguing. But okay. did it actually go to TikTok? Yeah, I did see that there. It, it's um, the idea of the Backrooms actually spread to there. A lot of memes kind of developed from it. Okay. Um, so I would say more of the comedic stuff spread to uh, TikTok and those sort of where you can't have long videos showing okay. stuff. Um, where this my, will actually work. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite memes was uh, that meme where it's, what if we kissed in? So it was like, what if we kissed in the back rooms? It's it's a stupid meme, but it's supposed to show a lot of emojis and stuff. It's supposed to be cutesy, whatever. Anyway, for those, uh, again, I linked it in the show notes. You can watch it, pause it right now, etc., and then come hmm. back. So what so, we were watching was Slenderman's castle in the forest. But instead of the forest, it's in an artificial landscape. So um, another thing that I want to bring up about that. So that was actually all computer generated because that was something I didn't know when I first watched it. I thought oh. it was just. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. because it's it's a little bit more evident later on. And then I think someone that interviewed this person, because this was like uh, this YouTuber is actually 16 years old. Wow, so he's that's like very really young. impressive. Yeah, yes, yeah. This came out in January of this year. Uh, yeah, January seventh. Nice. Um, and this is all computer generated. Um, because I was wondering how they were able to. You couldn't really see it, but later on, before the camera guy gets killed, um, you see it. Yeah, I know spoilers. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you actually see it a little bit closer. It's supposed to look like. Uh, kind of like um, like a Slender Man, but it's more like a robotic sort of thing. But it's vague. It's supposed. It looks to be- like a very aggressive balloon animal. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 <laughs> it's purposefully vague because the only thing that has a shared mythos with the backrooms is that there's something there. So, um, yeah. It would have been so- funnier if it was Hillary Clinton. Or a small- but there are, there are variations. <laughs> there are now memes being made of it. Where I heard uh, there was one video that I watched earlier that was a furry found in the back rooms. I was going to say a, a toothless dog just licking a carpet. Just <laughs> yeah, no. or like people grinding in the back rooms. Like it's 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 gone. The whole it's it's gone from you know creepy pasta to internet sensation to now it's just a bunch of memes of it. And you so. just walk in a room. There's just a giant butt plug in the middle of the floor. Mm-hmm. You see yep. a shadow start to loom in the frame. And then the butt plug jumps at you instead of the shadow and you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then you get put in the butt. 
it's it's the opposite way. Ah, uh, you are. <laughs> How big is an ass to require a plug of this size? Turn around, it's right there. Oh that's God, n- that's no moon. It's a space station. <laughs> um. So there's a lot to unpack. Unfortunately, because my internet is trash. You didn't get to see part of it, but there was a part where he, uh, in running away from the blur, uh, he falls down a hole and lands into another level of the back rooms, and it's supposed to be slightly different in composition. It's supposed to look different, okay? Instead of it being mono-yellow, it's supposed to look more kind of dark and dank, almost like uh, like underground sort of thing okay um for, i'm sorry i i have to digress for five seconds more because fair. the second you said it was running from the blur all i hear in my head is <laughs> so first there are multiple levels of the back rooms as we found out in the video uh however while slenderman had a youtube series like marble hornets that came out as slenderman was gaining in popularity there isn't a unified mythos regarding the back rooms, aside from the look and appearance of the first level. Because like I said, the first kind of picture in the, the beginning of the back rooms what, took place about two and a half years before the found footage a video that I just showed you by Kane Pixels. So there were a couple of years in which the back rooms kind of splintered and did its own thing. So like unlike Slenderman, which... When you saw the Slender Man, he occasionally had, you know, tentacles, he didn't, he was a long, slender person, went after children, etc. A lot of the defending features of that mythos were kind of uh, solidified with the YouTube series Marble Hornets, because I mentioned that in the uh, Slender Man episode. Hmm. Um, unlike that, uh, the Backrooms did not have this sort of unifying thing. So when I said Black Blur at the beginning... That's because there isn't really a shared consensus over what does stock the back rooms. And this is actually something I wanted to look further into. Uh, so in my research, I actually found a uh, back rooms wiki. Uh, but I hardly used it in my research for this episode, as the lore was far too convoluted. And to read through it would be like reading through the SCP Foundation attempt that I did in a long ago episode. Okay. And okay. I'm not going to do that. Um Entity number 49 can only be fed way. Yes, <laughs> but only on Tuesdays. On Fridays, you in can a have month fish. That, in a month that ends with Y. Yes. Um, so just giving a quick example, let's. Uh, there is an organization in this wiki called the Major Explorer Group, or MEG, and has around 600 million members and acts as a form of government for the first few thousand levels of the back rooms that was like the first article that i read on this wiki and i was like what in the what in the hell so if uh (laughs) lovecraft and mc escher had a wet dream that would be the back rooms yes so uh after zoning out and reading a few entries it honestly reads like a video game walkthrough uh mentioning colonies where you can go trade for goods uh enemies that you would fight on each level uh there's even mention of probability rates of item drops in some of these levels, uh, including an unhealthy obsession with almond water. Not just any water, but almond water. Most, if not all, the articles I read featured almond water in some point. Are we talking like, about almond milk? No, almond water. Almond water. 
Yes. Like cucumber water when you're going to get a (laughs) mani-pedi. That's what it said. So it said, sometimes when you enter this level or you enter rooms in this level, you can see crates where you can loot for supplies. Most of the time, they'll have almond water. And I was like, that's oddly specific. I don't know why it's that. <laughs> but every, almost every article I read from this wiki had almond water in it. I'm not shocked that people that frequent this are obsessed with nuts. Yeah. So to me, reading through this wiki removed the overall mystery and horror of this creepy pasta, in part because the main driver of the eeriness came from the feeling of being alone, even if you might not be. Um, not that some half a billion people lived there in these back rooms, but that was what it said. It, okay. It had, it was an organization featuring 600 million people. And I okay. was like, what? Like, can I, uh, can I call bullshit on the fact that there are traders that exist in this and places that you can go and, you know, swap stuff out? No, all of that is true. They uh. had various factions. Each level had different, uh, groups of people that you could trade with that were represented by different factions. And then it had a whole hierarchy system for uh, the MEG government. Where would you get any supplies? Is it just the (laughs) rendered bodies of people that stumbled into it? fell down. Like I said, it reads like a video game. You walk into a room and there might be crates there with supplies. But I okay, so not all of these things revolve around essentially the video we watched, which has just no. nothing but yeah. barren, <laughs> empty spaces and an occasional ladder. That's level one. That's one level. So then so you break you can the find ladder ways- and then you craft new materials to fight your enemies. Yeah, you can no clip through that one, and then you can end in negative levels. Uh, you can uh, fall down or take a doorway down, and you can end up in different levels that way. Uh, there are major connection hub levels. Uh, it's unnecessarily convoluted. This is the mm-hmm. worst dungeon um, crawler I've ever played. It, it, exactly. Um, and and that's why I didn't want to include it in this episode, because I was like, that. there's nothing horrifying as- about that. There's I mean, 600- other than the butt plug. <laughs> well, that's level 33,672, which no one goes to the butt plug level. Um, <laughs> I disagree. And yeah, it, it comes back because once you go there, you never want to leave. It's one like, simply doesn't walk into the butt plug level. <laughs> it's it's like Hotel California. You know, you can check in anytime. But yeah. Um, the main reason I enjoy the back room's creepypasta is that feeling of artificial emptiness. Uh, that even though you are in, uh, you know, a built constructed space, uh, like an office building, a school, or even an amusement park, you still are completely alone, e- even if you n- might not be, like I said. So that concept is the idea of a liminal space, which is the second half of the episode that I want to talk about. But don't okay. you already have enough real emptiness? That's why I it's 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 finding a similar thing to um associate with. Oh, you I wanna see. find you wanna find associate associations, you know, like minded things. I'm empty inside, I wanna find empty buildings. So you're really looking forward to our presentation at uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion <laughs> at the end of May, is what you're saying. I'm excited for it. With the empty space that we are likely to occupy when we begin our initial throws. Our uh, our room is a broom closet, right? <laughs> if only. <laughs>
But speaking of which, yes, in case we haven't mentioned it recently, (laughs) you can find us for four separate and distinct panels during Phoenix Fan Fusion, which is May 27th, 28th, and 29th, and we will have information on all of the panels in the show notes below, so you can go check that out. And of course, I'm going to include in our link tree a link for you to go get tickets to that if you're so inclined, but... uh, it's an appropriate place for me to just, you know, drop that in here. Oh, yeah. No, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Because even though I love empty spaces, I would love to not have an empty space for those panels. Indeed. We all would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teach Michael would, how to love. It would make me uncomfortable, but I thrive being uncomfortable. So <laughs> Just like a butt plug. Yeah. And then when it's gone, I feel empty inside. Indeed. I see it's exactly what circle. you did there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Full mm-hmm. circle. Uh, just like an asshole. <laughs> um, now, it goes all the way to the top. And back out again. The idea of a liminal space is fairly complicated, especially since the concept of liminal and how it applies to spaces is very broad. Uh, but essentially, liminal comes from the Latin word limen, literally translating to empty. Uh, its opposite is the Latin lumen, which is the root word for illuminate or to fill with light. In my research, most of the main use of this concept is uh, psychological in nature, which I found very interesting because it, it wasn't until I actually was de- uh, delving into this topic that I learned that the idea of a liminal space is actually very psychological. Um, the website in a liminal space is a self-help website that discusses undergoing changes in one's life. Uh, like being between jobs or housing situations, uh, with the person residing in a liminal space and time being empty in some way in one's life. Uh, while being in a transitional time in life does fill people with horror, uh, I would know, I've been in a transitional time for the last 11 years, uh, it isn't until we apply this concept to physical spaces that we really see this cognitive dissonance, because I love those words, mm-hmm. uh, really take effect. A typical picture that follows the description of a liminal space has several requirements. Uh, Specifically, it is almost entirely a man-made structure, be it an office building, a mall, or a swimming pool. Uh, While the picture can be set outside, the man-made structure must dominate the picture itself. Nature can only be depicted as being in the background and not affect the man-made object in any way, shape, or form. Okay. There can't be people in the picture because it is, by definition, inherently empty. Uh, The addition of people gives the picture a sense of life, of current habitation, and takes away from the feeling of emptiness. Right, you want something nondescript. Yeah, exactly, right. It could look lived in, per se, but it's got to be... Like, like it might have been lived in in the past, right? It can't look like it's currently being lived in. You want something derelict, not homey. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because the more detail, it gives you something to grab onto, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. I feel like you're already getting a You want something that is not familiar or has an air of being abandoned. Yes, yeah. Uh, The lighting is very important, uh, either by being overbearing, uh, like having a million fluorescent lights humming away in the background, like in the back rooms. Or, in contrast, the lighting has to be very sparse, as if the structure, ha- structure has fallen into ruin with hallways and or stairs leading into darkness. Um, now, while the pictures I will show uh, you guys in a moment are real to my knowledge, it is not a requirement that they exist in real life. 
There is a whole z- sub. I'm getting too excited. <laughs> Calm. <laughs> Deep I'm, breath. I'm full turgid, full oh, mask. Okay, nope. I'm tapping out. There is a whole subgenre of digital liminal spaces My whole. with a lot of. That is another subgenre. No. Um, <laughs> with a lot of emphasis on video games, which I feel is a great medium to really drive home the eerie feeling of being the only person in a massive man made space. Uh, you can see that when playing those huge, sprawling sandbox games like the Fallout series, especially if you clear out the monsters in an area and are quite literally by yourself. Uh, another example are the first-person shooters like Call of Duty uh, and Halo. You can enter a match by yourself and wander the map by yourself, taking in all the lonely scenery, right? Because those maps aren't designed for you to interact with. They're there for you to shoot each other in, right? I just so, want to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I can't remember the video game. Uh, I think it was... Uh, player waiting or something like that but it's a horror game that's built around the idea of a liminal space where you're waiting in kind of a lobby of an older video game that you're waiting for other people to join but no one joins because it's an old video game so you're wandering around kind of like it's a capture the flag scenario Mm -hmm. so you're kind of just doing like you're walking to the other side and stealing the team's flag and running back with no one there but it's also the idea that there's something in the video game that kind of is supposed to be like watching you from well, a distance. Didn't uh, we talk about this when we were getting into like PT as well, which is the first thing that sprung to mind when we were talking about this in general. I was like, that is yeah. particularly yeah. evocative of what we're talking about here. So yes, for Courtney, yeah. that is the um, Silent Hill uh, or Silent oh, Hill. Oh, I remember t- hearing playable about that, yeah. trailer where you're just yeah. walking around in a you know hallway essentially in a never-ending loop until you do very specific things in order to trigger the next sequence to occur yeah so yeah that's another good uh description of a liminal space because especially because that house looks it is semi lived in especially Mm -hmm. at the beginning but then um you start noticing that it's not it doesn't look like it's currently it's very unnecessarily clean i guess Mm -hmm. the best way to put it well i wouldn't say that because i mean there's uh, a bunch of stuff all over the floor and there's uh writing later on that starts but it's very sparse yes yeah that's yeah that's kind of what i was yeah that's what i was trying to describe and there are photographs but they're nondescript and the faces are blurry and Mm -hmm. you know weird stuff that's occurring there so yeah i I see the similarity Mm mm-hmm So, with this in mind, I want to show you several examples of really good depictions of liminal spaces and see what you guys think. Um, Based on your your reactions, we'll dive into what makes these pictures give off an air of discomfort. Mm. Liminal me, daddy. All right. (laughs) Now, this is a picture. This is the first picture. Okay. So, this is labeled first on the show notes. All right. Uh, this is a very evocative of, uh, you know, what uh, my library looks like from the <laughs> second floor once we close down. <laughs> For the listeners, this is just uh, a, a collection of uh, movable desks and comfy, cozy chairs with a sort of spire in the middle, if you will, uh, and uh, otherwise a very open and airy room with some pillars scattered throughout. And furniture with no sign of human activity. Mm-hmm. Now, if I recall the context behind the picture, this is part of a um, 
library. I think a public library. <laughs> I'm not shocked. <laughs> it yes. was like a study hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have two questions I'm going to ask you guys for each picture. Um, how does I'll have this... the chicken, please. Okay. Well, that answers... Shit, that answers all the questions. Oh, um, oh okay. How does this picture make you feel? If Ar- you have any strong feelings about it. Aroused. If you don't have any strong... Okay, cool. There's right. a hole right in the center there that was just begging for occupancy. Okay, well, now I need... Now I know to avoid any pictures with holes. Got it. Uh... <laughs> Um, does this incur any feelings of nostalgia? This um, might be a little loaded question, though. I mean, it does for me, but that was because uh, I had to go in and check my library when we were in lockdown. And so <laughs> I would get my exercise in the building by just walking around my empty library. And I, that was how I listened to the audiobook of If It Bleeds. Ooh, so during that opening story where they're talking about the world kind of being in lockdown and all this chaos nope. happening, I was walking through <laughs> a darkened and empty library while I listened to that. So, yes, that does have a weird nostalgic feel for me for reasons that no normal human being would encounter. Okay, okay. Yeah, I forgot. So you actually are a lot, you were pretty familiar with the idea of liminal spaces now that they've been defined to you because you essentially worked at one Uh, for a good chunk of time. And I enjoy them. (laughs) Oh, of course. <laughs> Unlike other people who find this terrifying and fearsome, I was like, oh, thank God I'm alone. See, this is where I'm a little sad that John isn't here because I know that uh, he would have some other things to add to it instead of saying, I love being alone. So, <laughs> yeah, this is the next one. So this is actually, um, if I recall correctly, this is a bunker uh, under <laughs> Las Vegas. That doesn't so, strike me as being eerie in any way. No, that that's looks hilarious. Like, I was like, that's so, a Zillow ad. Yeah. <laughs> so what I will, I, I got most of these pictures, except for the last one. I got these from the uh, subreddit r slash liminal spaces, and these were the top rated ones. So okay. I, Can I call these... bullshit on this thing's inclusion? No, this, this is, is a legit? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So... And this is why I said that the idea of a liminal space is pretty broad. And that's also why instead of me giving a really, aside from the technical definition of it, why I wanted to explore it, it instead of saying, well, this is what they are. Okay. Um, because I agree with you. I don't really see this as a liminal space. So this is uh, picture number two. Um, this is also like, I think you can access this now because it used to be like a nuclear like a fallout bunker or something that they okay. built into it's now an airbnb um, yeah for real i i think it might be i can't remember <laughs> but it was built underneath like the strip or somewhere close to it and it was supposed to replicate human or the american ideal in like the 70s or 80s or something okay to that effect i can't remember exactly but yes so um yeah it looks I, like my aunt's house when <laughs> i was growing up <laughs> yeah so we don't need to a- ask the uh questions from there i like in that one, though, how the person who created that landscape just had no understanding of trees. Like, you have the one in the basket at the front, and then you have palm trees, like, going into the ceiling, and then you have, like, a full, like, oak-looking or fruit tree in the background that's a full tree. I think the palm trees are actually structural supports, because this is underground. <laughs> so I think they just did, like, how they do with cell phone, ta- uh, cell phone oh towers, where they decorate them so they don't look as much of an eyesore no they're worse yeah i agree 
um, because then they poke out. I feel like they poke out even more when mm-hmm. they're like unnatural f- nature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's see. Here's the next one. Because this way I can avoid spoiling the last one for you guys. Spoiling. Spoiling. So this is another. Um, Ooh, food court. Picture. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Dig it. So a this lot orange of. Orange Julius right around the corner that I used to frequent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is actually a good description of what a lot of people consider to be a liminal space. Okay. It's pretty Man, much balls. Like I'm going, okay, so I used to work as a security guard. <laughs> And the first night I worked as a security guard, I was guarding a home show. So I was walking around structures very similar to this with like jacuzzi tubs and home fixtures and giant stacks of tile for rooms and things like this. I was just like, my entire life has been built for me (laughs) being isolated in spaces like this. So this is like completely calming to me. This is not intimidating at all. That's that's. Actually, quite <laughs> hilarious that I structured a whole episode for for you. Yeah, I can go to sleep now. If I just had a, some ASMR, if there was white noise in the background, I'd be dead to sleep right now. Someone's just going to record like an old mall, just audio from an old mall. And Muzak. Like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, even better. Yeah, same. Um, Tower Records, the one that I used to work at, it was a very, it had a, an exceedingly high vaulted ceiling. This is probably like 25, 30 feet ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when we would turn the lights off and get ready to head out, same deal, just giant empty airplane hangar with a bunch of CDs in it. Uh, so yeah, this is basically you're taking me on a <laughs> tour of my past <laughs> job experience. <laughs> well, this next picture, which is uh, picture number four, um, I don't think you have any experience with. Though if you do, it's probably going to be an interesting story. If it's a slaughterhouse, it's how I met my uh, third girlfriend. <laughs> no, that's a later picture. Okay. So I believe this picture um, is... <laughs> my father works in, works in waste management, or worked in waste management, in case I didn't tell you. <laughs> so technically, kind of... <laughs> Oh my god. So this is a partially flooded um train subway, subway yes. Yeah. yeah. I believe it was somewhere in Hong Kong or somewhere in China. It was it was somewhere around that area. Um and yeah, so that yeah, it looks like a wastewater treatment plant. If you've never been inside of a wastewater treatment plant, this is very similar. Other than the water all over the floor, I mean it, Hopefully. Yes, in in a good situation, you don't want to be walking through that if the uh, you know fluids tanks have busted open. Yeah, I was gonna say that water is probably not clear and probably Man, far from it. If I've you know, if I've ever described it for you, so they have separating tanks, right? And there's mm-hmm. a conveyor belt. It's fascinating. I, I wish that I I could give you all a tour. So they have this conveyor that rolls all of the solid waste. And it helps to remove things like condoms and tampons and things that get flushed commonly to try to separate. But then there is a sifting tank where they separate the solids and the fluids. And so then then they kind of tamp this down. But then the solids just stay in that vat. And if you enjoy chocolate pudding, you never want to go into a waste treatment plant because it's just this giant congealed vat of human filth that is just sitting there and in most instances though what your common association would be is you'd think it would smell awful right but they actually inject enzymes into there which kills most of the smell you just have to leach gas out of the line as this stuff starts to accumulate and that's where the odor happens Mm. so it's 
it blows your mind. It's very, very strange. But in any event, sorry, this is not my <laughs> TED talk. No, it just it's fascinating so stuff to me. I mean, honestly, there was a reason why I asked, does this invoke feelings of nostalgia? Because it leads into later parts of explanations, or at least my theories behind liminal spaces. So this is actually perfect. You are not going off the path at all. So, uh, yeah, cool. So I'm on level 4,000 now. Of the uh, liminal you, spaces in the background. You rooms. are actually the king, uh, or whatever the highest rank government officer of the the big government organization that has six hundred million people. You uh, you can look am, at a picture uh, and identify what level it is. I am and no when you longer Kenton El Dorado. I will officially be changing to my new nickname, the Black Blur. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> okay, here is another one. Let's see. Now, this one is a little bit different, but I want to see what you guys think. Okay. So, this is, like I said, a little bit different, but it's okay. supposed to kind of instill the same idea. The I same would kind absolutely of- go with this. That The the vertiginous aspect of this is... So, for those who are not looking at this directly, it is a ski lift that is immersed in fog. So you only really see one or two of the swings or the you know the benches Gondolas. that are going on the on the lift. So uh, very disorienting, and that is a little unnerving. Okay, because you also have no idea how high up that is, mm-hmm. so you don't Cause... know whether or not you're removed from the ground or if you'll ever. This is actually another one of those Magnus Archives things. Uh, oh. they, they do have a fear, which is somewhat like vertigo or the lack of space around you. So you can just fall perpetually. That is kind of its shtick in order to evoke fears. They just throw you into a giant empty void and you just fall perpetually. That was actually a dream that I remember having even like back as a child where yeah. I would be at the top, like at the North pole. But for some reason, instead of it being frozen, it was like a circular pool that had a pier that went out, but upon peering over the pier, I knew that it was in infinite depth, that the the pond or the creek or the little shape of water okay. was infinitely deep. And so just the idea of gazing over, of like peering over the pier was just like, it, it was nightmarish to me. It was It was bizarre and it traumatized me i guess enough to still remember this dream because i remember having it as a kid this is also why john did equivocate you to hunter (laughs) (laughs) just trapped in an infinite loop and you never listen to any of the uh advice that you are given the oracles will tell uh, tell me not to stick my head out and i'm like what no i gotta see i gotta peer on the pier (laughs) (laughs) let's see here so there's only two more so that was number five. Good gracious. This one, uh, we got one more, and then we got the special uh, bonus round okay. one. There is another picture of them all. Ooh. Now, Indeed. does Shane have another story of, of uh, particularly <laughs> storefronts? Mall times? Yes. I mean, uh, <laughs> talk about the night I lost my virginity. So... Even better. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically what the uh, vagina looked like. It's uh, oh, long, wow. empty hallways with storefronts inside. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, I was—you'd uh, never guess what I found in the gap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no, this is like the Paradise Valley Mall after hours. This is pretty delightful. Okay. All right, now the last one. I'm trying, uh, Courtney. I'm just trying to make this interesting. <laughs> I'm swinging. No, it's so funny You're because, good. like, for me, none of these are, like, weird or uncomfortable at all. Okay. Like, and I think really? it's from growing up in church and my parents being on staff as we spent a lot of time alone in that building because we had keys and I had all the alarm codes. And so being alone in the sanctuary or being alone down a dark hallway, like, none of that is new for me. Okay. And it was the Lord's house, so yeah, you I, felt his presence yeah, there. Were, yeah, I think safe. that made it creepier, to be honest. God's I'm watching. not alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I was just in a random back alley, like, you Fine. know, if anyone's watching me, I, 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 I can protect myself. You can't defend yourself against God. Just walking down the hallway, <laughs> exactly. it's like, Courtney. Like, yeah, you again, all right. Uh, it's the hobo that harasses me every time, okay. Do you feel my presence? Unfortunately. <laughs> all right, now I'm this one. I'm the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so this one is actually something that's close by and that I believe all of us have actually visited at one point or another. But this is a mall that's in Arizona. Indeed. It's, uh, it actually recently closed. It is uh, pictures of Fiesta Mall. Indeed. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing I wanted to find, uh, kind of just like I wanted to see something that was a little bit closer to, you know, where we lived. I do like so. the descriptor is Fiesta Mall in Mesa, Arizona. The mall is completely closed down <laughs> except for the Dillard's outlet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they uh they will they will never go down. No. They will never go down. But uh they yeah, haven't seen so... Nikita Lions. <laughs> They'll close down for that. God damn. God damn. <laughs> Got it at Dillard's. <laughs> now that we've seen all those pictures, uh, let me explain several theories as to why these liminal spaces might have incurred some horror-esque reactions, even though they didn't. Hit, hit that second R. So, horror. <laughs> Thank you. Esque reactions in maybe the listeners that stopped to look at the pictures. Um, or if I'm sufficiently motivated, I might on the YouTube video actually include the pictures uh, and actually try and do some video editing uh, so that when we talk about them, they might see it. Don't write that checks it, that with your mouth that your ass can't cash. Now that I say it, I have to do it or I have to go through the effort of editing those out. So either way, I'm going to be in the right. Uh, so That's a first. <laughs> First, we definitely uh, acknowledge the the feeling of being in an abandoned, decrepit structure definitely invokes feelings that you shouldn't be there, right? Because that's kind of the idea of an abandoned structure. It's like, hey, hey you should be I there. should be there. Can you well, not talk about some... my apartment like that, please? Ooh, well, uh, <laughs> but in all these other buildings that we saw, they weren't dilapidated. They were just abandoned. They just were existing, almost like a snapshot in time. Um, and given snapshot in time uh being a 90s kid having nothing else better to do with my life at the time i've been in malls right around closing time plenty of times and shane can attest as well being a person that closed and i would definitely say courtney at some point was in a mall i'm I'm taking a stab at <laughs> and i know who existed. i want to take me home yes um take me home michael what da, is da, a da, mall da. Ah, you Gen Z. (laughs) Oh my God, Becky, look at that mall. It's so round. I like big malls and I cannot lie. 
That was like the, the that was like the sixties. It was pretty much just malls everywhere. Um, Covered in so, malls. <laughs> but yes, hanging around malls after they close, you definitely get that that spooky feeling or the feeling of being alone because some people w- weren't getting paid to be there. Shane, <laughs> you're one of those assholes. I had to chase out of Desert Ridge <laughs> when I was working there. Your parents just drop you off and then, you know, leave you there for eight hours to come back at two in the morning. No, they would know to pick. They knew when the mall closed, so they were there to pick me up at, at closure. Not not before and not after. So you also <laughs> know who you want to take you home. Yes. Um. Let's see. Hey, Michael, uh, if you know so much about malls, name five. Uh, We got Arrowhead. We got Metro Center. Uh, we got Superstition Springs. Kay. We got Fiesta Mall, because uh-huh. I'm just naming the ones that are. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, uh, and then we have Chandler Fashion. Wow! And uh, you didn't yeah. mention the Scottsdale Mall in there. At I don't any believe point. in Scottsdale. <laughs> I live in the knockoff Scottsdale. I don't like talking about Scottsdale. It's okay. Neither do they. Where you live exactly. is worse than Scottsdale. Yeah, because we get all the rejects from Scottsdale. That's what I tell everyone. <laughs> okay, the well, number let's... of fucking Teslas and and people that can afford fancy cars but not sports cars. It's just, can we also address the fact that you were going around trying to preach the word of Satan to the folks in Scottsdale? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's because that's where Satan Con wanted to be. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where the devil they... lives. <laughs> Ugh. Um, let's see here. You also kind of not really because now I'm describing this horror feeling to people that don't get the horror feeling. Um. As I said, you presumed way too much walking into this about well, the perspective of the people you talked to. I presume that John would be here, <laughs> and I feel like he is the most grounded out of all of us. Okay, firstly, never say that to assume anything about John. experiencing feelings. <laughs> what? The one who's the most stoned out of all of us at any given interval, and you're like, he feels... Fe- he was raised Catholic, you dumb bastard. Yeah. Feelings don't exist. Feels a lot. <sighs> well. <laughs> so this theories. has been a great There's episode, my- <laughs> friends. Thank you for being here for the final installment of the Disinformed Podcast. I'm John. <laughs> I'm ending it. Zippity zoop, uh, you're out of here. <laughs> Zippity zoop, gun cock. No. I see what you're Apply saying, though, Michael. Yes. I think Apply directly to the forehead. A lot of yeah, people yeah, would yeah. be unsettled by those images. But those people are Lived normal. With, yeah, <laughs> Normies. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of the point I was trying to make, was that he was more of a normie than <laughs> us. But anyway, I'm not going to argue that point, because Con- he's not here to Congratulations, defend John. You're a normie. <laughs> <laughs> what a rube. When he eventually hears this, no, he won't. He'll be very insulted. He will officially wear a Nirvana shirt at all times. <laughs> um, you also get this feeling, or normies also get this feeling, uh, from being one of the last people to leave a theme park, which I have also done plenty of times in my youth, specifically the castles and coasters, but also whenever my parents would take us to a theme park. We would try and get our <laughs> money's tried worth. They leave and be, you there. <laughs> no, only once, and they said it was an accident, so uh, it doesn't count. They lied. Um, <laughs> I got smarter, um, but we would always try and get our money's worth, and so we would stay pretty much until closing. But whenever you were one of the last people, you would start getting funneled towards the exit, and they would actually start um, 
cutting off paths that would lead to places not towards the exit. So they would either barricade it to say, hey, can't be here, or that sort of thing. Um, so in those situations, like, I, I recall that. And um, these stories kind of drive home the major theories behind liminal spaces uh, that and how they invoke horror in some people. Horror. Before you say anything, Shane. Uh, we see a sort of uh, horror-driven nostalgia uh, or being places you shouldn't be uh, as a kid. And a more current claustrophobic feeling uh, driven by the loneliness and futility. Wait. <laughs> I'm having a stroke. My cold medicine is kicking in. <laughs> For the folks at home, every time Michael says horror wrong, Shane takes off another piece of clothing. He's been naked for 45 minutes now. He's been tearing off chunks of skin. <laughs> That's how naked he is. Um, <laughs> no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. <laughs> but these stories drive home the major theories behind why these liminal spaces evoke horror in some people we see a sort of nostalgia or uh kind of an abandonment places that you shouldn't be as a kid so it's either places that you are familiar with but now they're empty or places that you weren't supposed to be so that's sort of like that is kind of the idea behind why people get that horror which is also why you guys don't feel this horror because <laughs> i slipped I said it wrong. Joke's but, on you. I never went anywhere as a kid. <laughs> but as an adult and apparently having plenty of jobs in places that were just abandoned. Because I'm a this, responsible human being who is trusted with my moral turpitude to be able to function in a thriving society unlike other people. People don't just trust me in general. Um, but... That is one of the main theories as to why people get kind of freaked out by these pictures is because they know that they shouldn't be here, be there. Where And that also explains why you two didn't get any of that sort of uncomfortable feeling from those except for the uh, ski lift one because that wasn't necessarily uh, kind of a structure of sorts, right? Because mm -hmm. you guys experienced enough of these situations to where it doesn't give you that uncomfortable feeling either because you worked in them or you grew up in them in a way, right? Um, there are some other theories associated with these feelings of discomfort or horror that might accompany these pictures, uh, that seeing these empty structures as failures of the American dream of today might give people feelings of existential dread, where a modern-day promise of success and excess has been lost amid the massive empty buildings built for many people to enjoy these excesses. What sort of George Romero Dawn of the Dead bullshit are you pulling this lie out of, friend? That is a true statement. That is what someone interpreted as why. There we go. Ew. No, no, that that was actually excessive you, you, consumerism you, has caused us to lose it. Yeah, exactly. It's the failure of capitalism that gives you this horror feeling whenever you see these empty buildings. I'm a non-consumer. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, another uh, more classical um, sort of evocative, uh, ev evokes horror sort of idea. We'll go with um, evocative for two points, please, Alex. Thank you. Yes, sure. Um, is that it comes from imagining monsters right behind you and these long spaces... 
uh, where hiding and escape isn't possible. Uh, that is one of the theories that uh, causes people discomfort upon looking at these um, sort of spaces. I imagine so, dragons. Yeah. So those are the more um, pretentious, in my opinion, <laughs> theories as to them. Um I felt that those theories were more personal projections of the authors writing the articles on that phenomenon that mm-hmm. I used. Mm. Um, I would also say that they're not applicable uh, to most people. It's very a personal like projection of the author onto it. There's also um, a degree where isolationism is uh, it instills fear because you have no help. There's no one you can yeah. rely upon to give you any sort of support. And so if you, you're basically left to your own devices, which we are pack animals in general, just as an evolutionary thing. So usually we want to be surrounded by the company of others in order to feel like we have some safety in numbers. So there's an evolutionary standpoint for folks that doesn't revolve around <laughs> our economic perils. When I read that, I had to reread that like article several times just to try and ingest what they were trying to say. And I'm like, this guy probably studied philosophy in college or something like that. Like, it was so unnecessarily worded when they could have just said, "You're seeing seeing the failings of capitalism, and your capitalist mind is getting all scared by it." <laughs> He's an capitalist economist. mind Done. does yeah. not want people to not buy. So that was actually it. That was uh, my. Sorry, our exploration and subsequent definition mm. of liminal spaces. Well, look at you. Yeah, I said the word right this time. Indeed. Limbed for her pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Any stabs on the lies? I'll start with me. <sighs> I don't think you got. We didn't. Any I, we didn't. I, I, yeah. Ooh, okay. So the first lie, which. I am proud that I got past you guys. Can I um, hold on? I do have a step. Oh, go go for it. You for have it. lied consistently about every Latin definition that you have ever thrown <laughs> out on this show. So if yeah. I didn't call the the Latin definitions of either of those words into question, I would feel like an asshole. Okay, and you would be right. That is bullshit. <laughs> okay, all right. I was like, eventually um, he's gonna he's either gonna lean on this too much, or I'm just gonna have to call it out. So all right. So it is true that lumen right. is the root word from illuminate, right? And but lyman is not; it doesn't translate to empty. Um, and you're right; I did, I do realize now that I have used that before as a lie. Multiple so I need to times. Make sure I don't do that. Um, it's a little bit more complicated than empty, which is also why I wanted to add lie, even if I've done it in the past, because it made for an easier transition. Um, it actually translates into threshold. Which makes more sense for the traditional definition of liminal, which uh, uh, which an article article described as a sort of loading zone between spaces, okay. uh, a space or, or time that is a transition between, like a gap year between high school and college, or an empty foyer separating the inside of a building and the outside. Uh-huh. So yes, um, <laughs> you I, are in I, fact I, the lie man. I, I, yes. I get it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the Liminal Spaces subreddit wrote the following uh, definition. A liminal space is the time between the what was and the next. It is a period of transition, waiting, and not knowing. Liminal space is where all transformation takes place if we learn to wait and let it form us. There's a wealth of possibilities, and not all of them are positive. Yes. Yes, because mm-hmm. your mind can conceive everything at that point. So there's nothing to really impact you positively or negatively. And so that 
vacuous, empty feeling that you were talking about would be there because it's just rife with all the possibilities and no defining characteristics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally dig it. Yeah, and that's also why you can see that there's a lot of psychological definitions mm -hmm. uh, or psychological approaches to it, too, because it's that, like, loading zone, that in-between uh, space that people experience. It's a mirror, basically. Mm -hmm. So if you have any anxieties or anything that you feel imperiled by, it's basically just forcing that thing right back at you. Yeah. Okay, so the first lie. Uh, I mentioned that it started on 4chan's political image board. So... It did start on 4chan, uh, uh, but not the political image board. It was not claiming to show a picture of the underground rooms of the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria where Hillary Clinton was selling right. children. All right. Um, that it does, while 4chan does have a politics centered image board, this picture was originally po posted on the paranormal image board, um, where most, if not all, 4chan creepypastas were birthed into existence. Uh, also, Pizzagate. Occurred much earlier, having taken place in the 2016 election, and was one of the inciting factors or, or reasons, at least in my opinion, as to why Clinton wasn't uh, elected. Um, so, posting about it in 2018 was a little bit off, a little bit too late for it. So, uh, you act like were... I one care about any of these places that you alluded to, either Reddit or 4chan or any of this other stuff. Which is why I felt okay leaving the actual date in. I'm it was sure. originally posted in 2018, and then it was gone for a year before it was reposted. Yes. So, uh, we got the definition. Um, so one of the, it wasn't a bullet point exactly. It was part of a bullet point when I described a typical picture. Uh, and actually one of the pictures that I did show actually proved this wrong. So I said that nature can only be depicted as being in the background and not affect the man-made object in any way, shape, or form. Okay. That is incorrect. Uh -huh. While the outdoors must play second fiddle to the artificial nature of the man-made structure, it can affect the atmosphere of the picture giving a dark and almost abandoned feel to the picture itself. Hence the ski like, lift. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Uh -huh. So I wasn't sure, and that's why I placed that one later on, just in case you guys like kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and then uh, the very last one. So when I was talking about the more pretentious or more personal theories, you called bullshit on the wrong one. Ah. Okay. So the, the capitalist message causing cognitive dissonance in your brain that is actually a true one uh which like i said i had to read the article several times to at least um shorten it down into the you use lots of big words <laughs> where i said the classical horror perspective horror sorry perspective <laughs> of a man there's a super no, wait, I for hear you the other one. oh yeah for sure the classical horror um perspective <laughs> it's a classical yeah, gas one? Uh, I, I don't have that one anymore. I lost it. I didn't pay enough. I believe that's uh, what we got from Jack the Ripper. Oh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh. There were many of them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, Sex the, worker, the, please. Yes. The classical horror perspective of imagining monsters right behind you and with nowhere to hide or escape, that was my creation. Um, but that one makes the I most just came sense, up with so that. that's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I added that, because I, I stared at some of those pictures, and I'm like, if I needed to run, I, if I needed to escape something, I'm fucking dead, because <laughs> I, I, I can run for about 10 seconds before I'm winded. I, I don't have stamina when it comes to running. Um, I don't run. I've made this clear before. Uh, I will walk for miles. I will walk for hours. You get me to run, pff, 
dead. Um, we dwarves so, are natural sprinters. <laughs> exactly. We're exactly. wasted over long distances. Uh, you're going to need to throw me over that hill, uh, beca- or <laughs> over that cliff, because I'm not making it. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so that was my creation. Well, shall I describe so, it for you, or shall I get you a box? Uh, give me a box. Is that is that a reference? It, yeah, all right. Well, at least Melissa's laughing somewhere. <laughs> I like the yeah. yeah, this is the Michael moment. This is my design. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm proud of that last line. I, yeah, well, okay. I'm glad you are. <laughs> Pre- yeah, speaking of pretentious, uh, hi. It's a good time. All right. Well, ladies and germaphobes, as always, it has been absolutely delightful to have you here, and thank you all for joining us for another head-scratching installment. Not a very cash-money edition here, Michael Clark. No, uh, I'll it, tell you that it much. Wasn't. It it's not very cash-money of you to make me feel like monsters can't get me. It's also not very cash-money for me to help you remember your past. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I thought you were going to have a story about one time you were on the ski lift and it got stuck and you couldn't see the ground. I mean, I did almost die on an amusement park ride, but <clears throat> that's a whole... Did I not tell this story before? I don't, I don't recall. recall okay, well then, this is a great way to play us out, because we were talking about um, Melissa and all of her family really love Disneyland, and all of my nieces, of course, really adore it, and so they finally asked us, like, I don't go on rides. And it turned into this whole, like, why don't you? So... At my peak weight, uh, post high school, where, as I've mentioned, I had a friend that was the closing manager at In and Out, and another, the uh, two that were the end shift closers at, um, Cold Stone Creamery. Oh, all things that are good. <laughs> I would go Ooh. pick them up nightly and we would all go hang out. So I would get the cleaned out vat of French fries from In and Out. So huh. they would give me a box of fries and a burger. So I would have that, which is easily 2,000 calories just in and of itself. And then we would go to Cold Stone, and they're like, hey, we're cleaning this vat out. Do you want this? I was like, yeah, can I get some mix-ins? <laughs> so I peaked out at 360 pounds by the time I got through that run. I put on a significant amount of weight. So I was uh, dating a, a girl at the time who took me to a carnival that was happening in Havasu. So you can imagine the quality control was somewhat <laughs> lax. Oh, God. And as we're going to get on, it's this one of these sort of spinning um, odd gyroscope kind of things where it would stop when it was inverted. I did not know this at the time. So walking up, I didn't see this machine in action. So I asked the guy, as we're going to get on, I said, is there a weight restriction to your safety harnesses? Because that's something that a fat person's going to ask. And the guy, in a very laissez-faire sort of way, is like, <laughs> no, no, you're fine, man. You, you're good. You should be okay. <laughs> oh, my. And that's how death happens. Famous last words. So... We start going around, and as the thing is starting to flip, I, which I somewhat anticipated, I feel, you know, th- that I'm kind of a little disoriented. And then it stops, full stop, with me inverted, staring at the ground. No. And just as I have this beautiful moment, the... <laughs> Everything in the world crystallized, and I looked down, and on the safety harness, it says, 
no individual over or in excess of 250 pounds. <gasps> so oh I was at over 100 pounds <laughs> heavier than this safety harness was, was s- slotted for. And right as I read that, it was like perfect crystalline clarity that that came into my field of vision. The strap slipped. And I officially went apoplectic and started screaming my fool head off. Now, this guy running the amusement park ride and everyone else on there thought I was just enjoying the ride. I'm having a life-threatening panic attack moment where I'm trying to get them to stop it. And they ran it for another four full runs. So every time we'd stop, it would slip a little bit more. And I really thought I was going to die on this ride. And so I finally screamed loud enough that apparently I got them to pay attention and they stopped and brought me down. And I was nearly on the verge of assaulting the gentleman running the thing because I was so like I had a major adrenaline surge and I was threatening his life in myriad ways before they finally were able to separate us and for us to walk away. And I have never gotten on a ride after (gasps) that. I figured my luck has been good enough at this point that I escaped unscathed and I promised myself in that moment that was not going to happen to me again. And I weigh significantly less now than I did then, but still, it's enough that I was like, yeah, not not doing this anymore. Oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's like the uh, getting saved by Spider-Man on Family Guy. You get one. Yep. You only get one. Yep. You get one shot at this. That, that, that's fair, yeah. I would be the exact same way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's the first time I ever gambled, I won. And the first time that I escaped unscathed, I'm I'm like, I'm good. Don't want to do this anymore. I'm good. So uh, if, if, you know, I would have left a very strongly worded negative review if that had been, you know, something that I could have done on the internet back then. But you know what you can do if you enjoyed the content of this show? You can leave a very strongly worded positive review you can give us a little rate along with it because we would of course love to hear your impressions of the show if you're checking this out on youtube you can possibly smash that like button as michael's so fond of saying you can subscribe do all those fun things and of course in our show notes below we have all our relevant socials including a link to get tickets to fan fusion in may so you can come check us out for more of this fun and frivolity and uh, stay engaged with us because of course we are thrilled to have you all along for this particular ride and i assure you all of our safety harnesses will keep you firmly affixed to your seat ours not so much but yours yes at this point definitely (laughs) so i think (laughs) i'm loosing mine as we speak (laughs) all right splat me daddy uh (laughs) so i believe that is officially going to wrap us up like a slipping safety harness for this particular installment of disinformed and so farewell from all of us here for the disinformed podcast this week i'm shane i'm michael i'm courtney and zippity zoop we're out of here goodbye motherfuckers